You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Well, it's uh, 8.33 p.m. Uh, South African time. Uh, remember, 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. I think my beloved Fabila Tulustad, he has some breaking news. Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. As I did in yesterday's Q&A, whenever we went for a break, then I read verbatim from the Haaretz. Listen to the Haramis. These are real Haramis. Therefore, when I tell you they're not Muslim, they got Muslim names. And America, Israel, super, super terrorists. Arms airlift to Israel, right? So they're bringing more arms to Israel. Bombers in Jordan. So now they're making Jordan part of that alliance. Now they must attack Gaza, Palestinians, and Jordan is helping them. Two carriers. U.S. deploying more forces to Mideast. So what does that tell you? When they say normalize ties with Israel, like Jordan, like Egypt, like UAE, Saudi Arabia, and Morocco, and all these Haramis, and every leader there is a murtad out of the fall of Islam. It means that we will use you and use your resources to attack Palestinians. And yes, see, it's happening now. So imagine what's that. And then if you know anything, I've been to all these countries, right? So there's Urdun and Jordan and all the Morocco and whatever you, Egypt. And, so you must remember that. And Bahrain is not a big shaitan also. So anyway, you must remember this, that if you take Jordan, there's more Palestinians there than Jordanians. If you know the real demographics of it and so forth. Now you want to use that and be an ally with America and Israel and to kill and murder and finish up the people in Gaza. You can't finish them up. They are a nation of Mujahideen, and <laughs> you are a nation of cowards and so forth. And now you bring in more. So remember that what's going to happen, definitely it will become a regional conflict, and the Middle East will be on fire, and the oil prices and so many things will be impacted negatively. So we all make dua. Allah, Allah, decimate the apartheid regime. Amen. I'm making this dua for past 30 years, and in <laughs> Allah, Allah Ta'ala will decimate them. I see somebody from Azadville says, how come Mufti Sahab, the other radio Islamic stations, don't give us news about Gaza, like how Marqa Sahaba does? Allahu Akbar Ustad. So they can't even say Shias are Kufar. What are you talking about Palestine and Gaza and all these things there? So they can't even say, I challenge them a hundred times, Tell them on their TV stations, on their radio stations, they must say like this. Like this they must say, Shias are kuffar. Khomeini is a non-Muslim, la'anatullahi alayhi. <laughs> and I went to Iran. They took me to Khomeini's grave in front of them. I said, that man is a kafir out of the fall of Islam. That guide of mine nearly collapsed also. So you must remember that. And that... uh Khomeini's grandson, Khomeini's son is Ahmed, Ahmed's son. So Khomeini's grandson, when he heard I came and I defeated them, he said he wants to meet me. So he sent one chamcha and that. So I told him, go tell your guy that Khomeini's grandson, me, let's to be Haris in Allah Liqa'i. I don't want to meet him. And he can do nothing about it, you see. So they can't do that. These sussies they are. What you talking about jihad with these clowns here? They belong to organization of clowns, you must remember, these type of things there. So they worried about their visa. Can one of them speak against MBS Murtad bin Shaitan? 
They wait, they're waiting for their visas to go for Umrah and Hajj. They can't speak one word against Israel publicly or America or Britain, Sunak. Sunak says, I will protect the Jews there in UK. <laughs> Sunak, you can't protect yourself, man. Please, man, I think you also <laughs> drank some cow urine, you know, and this type of thing there. Come off it, Sunak. You know you'll be kicked out by next year and so forth. So remember, you're just playing to the audience, you know, grandstanding mm. and so forth. So remember this. You're not even the Prime Minister of UK. You made Prime Minister by default. Nobody voted for you. So we must be clear on all these issues. They can't. They can't. You need Iman. You need the fear of Allah. You need to remove the nifaq and the hypocrisy. Then only you will speak and all these type of things there. For what these jutlas have to wake up 4 o'clock in the morning to listen to us? Mm. They know. They curse me. They curse us. But they know we're speaking the truth. So you must remember this. You must be joking, man, really, that these chefs will speak. Please, man. So you must remember this. Challenge them. Tell them, make a public statement against the Shias. Tell Israel you are a super terrorist and harami state. Tell them to say that. <laughs> then we'll say they men. Otherwise, they're in nappies, you must remember. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. Somebody says, does one pay zakat on rose gold and white gold? And is it permissible for men to wear rings with diamonds to start? Remember, yeah, there are three, four different questions. Any type of gold you have, so if the major component there is gold, so then whether you call it white gold, yellow gold, pink gold, green gold, whatever you want to call it, then there will be zakat on it. Remember that. Let's say, I'm just giving an example, right? You take your Kruger coin or you take other coin, whatever it is, and it's genuine gold, genuine silver, and so forth. The entire one or the major component, then walil akstari hukmul kul, then zakat will be compulsory on the entire amount, and that will be the current market value. Two and a half percent is hundred thousand. You pay two thousand five hundred then. So that is how it works. For men, you only allowed silver rings, the hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif. And it must not exceed 4.85 grams of silver. Ahsanul Fatawa, Hazrat Mufti Rashid Ahmad Ludyanwi, Rahimamullah, wrote that. For men, women, they can wear gold ring, genuine gold, they can wear genuine silver. Hanafi say, for women to wear imitation ring, not permissible. Shafis and them say, all that permissible. Ustad, I've got a student from UK. Uh, he filed last year in Darul Ulum Zakaria. His name is Ayub. He's from Birmingham. He wants to know, Ustad, well, he is in South Africa currently. He wants to know, who is Rishi Sunak, Ustad? <laughs> from where is he? From Birmingham in the uh, UK, Ustad. <laughs> Which world you living in? <laughs> Ayub. You understand? Ayub. <laughs> I sat next to you, like, you know, every Wednesday has to come to Dalum Zakaria. <laughs> I spoke to Hazrat Mufti Sab last night, he arrived, mm-hmm. and I told him, Hazrat Butku, inshallah, mulagat hogi. So, which world are you living in? Mm-hmm. Ya'rif ahla zamani. Don't come tell me you're an alim. Don't come tell me you're mm-hmm. an alim. You really upset me. If you don't even know, you stay in Birmingham and you don't know Rishi Sunak is your Prime Minister Day in UK. So in which world are you living in, my brother? You must go back to Madrasa and you must learn all this. This is a, a, a disaster in our Madrasas. I asked you all a question once, Mahia Sahyuniya. That was my, not one student could answer it. So what are you knowing? What are you learning in the world? So not one student could answer it. So what is Zionism? Mm. And uh, my brother, start getting involved in this world. 
only six points and seven points is not. That is good for Jamaat brothers and all that. You're a alim. You must be an all-rounder. You must be a versatile scholar. You must know all these things. Mahir ishtirakiya. What is capitalism? Mahir Somalia. So what is you must be capitalism? Mahir Almania. What is secularism? Mahir ishtirakiya. What is your socialism? All that you must know. Which world are you living in? Yeah. Very disappointed with you, Ayub. You're not fit to be called a Molvi. Ustad, <laughs> why is no countries assisting, helping Palestine? Are they afraid of Israel? Or what is the problem, Ustad? Oh, remember, Allah is helping them. You must remember that. Allah, inna nasrallahi qareeb. People, they help. But remember, is all undercover and so forth. Qatar is helping a lot with cash and so forth and so on. I mean, Qatar pulled off like a very big thing now in the past two, three days. Qatar took from Russia and they sent the children back to Ukraine and so forth. But they did it in such a manner. They first did it and then they announced it to the media and so forth. So behind the scenes, there's a lot of things going on. But we must admit this one fact. You know my stance very clear. Shias are kuffar. There's no question about it and so forth. So you must remember this, that the point I'm making here is this. When a person says that that Arab countries are helping or Muslim countries are helping, fine. But they only help with cash. They don't help with anything else. What they need, you must give them arms and ammunition and so forth. Look at Americans bringing this arm, bringing this ammunition, plus the three billion U.S. dollars for Israel. So we need to give them arms. How it will go through? Iran got their ways via Hezbollah and Hezbollah Shaitan and what and what. So that is how they smuggle it in and so forth. It's a crazy thing, but they do it. You must remember that. For that, we have to give due. Whether we like, we don't like. Allah Ta'ala speaks of some qualities of the non-Muslims. Allah says the Christians, they're not arrogant and proud compared to the Jews and so forth. So therefore, this point we must admit if somebody does good we must acknowledge it remember that so the iranians whether hezbollah shaitan called hezbollah or iran and that so arms comes through them that's a very good thing they're doing i see somebody says can we uh ustad make dua for ramaphosa as he is supporting palestinians i think he has seen the light ustad he's thrown the light and they had a pocket more money <laughs> So, so big light is so. So you must remember. So what light is so? Big light. So you must remember that. Ask him what happened to that 5 billion and 100 billion and 50 billion and all that they got. Only billions they got. They went to Saudi Arabia. They collected billions. Upilo Mali, Baba. Fayazi. You understand? We don't know. So you collected money from here, there. South Africa got a world record of potholes, my brother. So tell them to fix all the potholes up and stop giving increase to themselves and their secretary. The secretary in parliament gets a, such an increase, you must remember, very few people get, while people in South Africa can't pay their bills and all that. You know how expensive things have become. <laughs> so you must remember, yesterday I went to buy eggs. 
So I told my wife, give me more money. She said, why? So I said, I think the egg price is gone out of But it wasn't that so expensive what I expected. It came down a little bit. So anyway, you must remember, but for the man in the street, it's very expensive. Ustad is the brother from Springs. He says that, don't you think by killing the hostages, it will make things worse. Israel will attack again, Ustad. So what you think if you keep them and give them back? They won't attack for 75 years. They're attacking, my brother. Mm. So you must remember that we say, you see, you, the listeners, must know what is Sharia. Mm. Sharia is this. When we take and leave that word hostages, no hostages business here. These are prisoners of war, mm. Usara. We call them in our Islamic terminology. When they are prisoners of war, you got five options as the Amirul Jaish. Ismail Haniya Day in Qatar. Yeah, Yahya, you must remember Sinwar, yeah, in Gaza, and remember that Muhammad just and Daif, and them will decide. If they say we must kill them, 100% permissible Islamically. If they say we must give them and they must pay us ransom, million, million dollars for each one, permissible. You must remember. I'm just giving my own numbers, figures, right? Third one, they say, and they say that, okay, that we give you free of charge. That will never happen, you understand? But that's the option. Islam is given. Fourth option is that we make mubadalatul usara. See the word usara came now. Yeah. What is mubadalatul usara? Our one, we must give 100. Your one, we will give 50, 100, whatever. So the numbers don't have to be the same, but you come to a mutual agreement. The South African connection. You see, we suffer from selective amnesia. We got a short memory. There was one Jutla Harami from South Africa, and the South and the the the, the Palestinians captured him. <laughs> today, today the news broke from Israel. They picked one Jutla up. <laughs> he say, "Where are you taking me?" He say, "We're taking you to go fight." He say, "Israel can go to hell. I'm not <laughs> going to fight." So he told him, "You must come." So in the Arabic is that they cut the bowl to you reckon already you read it in my page. <laughs> <laughs> you understood? Before they could even put him in a jeep, he said, I already urinated. Where are you taking me? They're mm. cowards, these guys. Mm. You know? mm. Muslim, he looks forward to it. That's the Mujahid, so you must remember this type of. So the fourth one is you have exchange of prisoners of war. And that is what Hamas will do. You want your 100, 150, whatever it is, because some of them are killed by the Israeli army themselves. So remember, for every one, we want 100. For every one, we want 1,000. What Shalit, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Shalit is South African. They kept him moving from year to year. The Israelis could not. They got fed up. They said, okay, let's make a deal. They said, fine, this is the deal. You take Shalit, you give us 1,000 of ours. They gave. Yahya Sinwar was in that group there and he came 22 years in prison he was. So you must learn all these type of things there. Then you understand what's going on. So nevertheless, so that's the first option. First, you kill them. Second one, you take ransom. Third one, you give them free of charge. Fourth one, you make mubadalatul usara, exchange of powers, prisoners of war. Fifth one, istirqaq, you make them slaves. Taktuluna farika wa ta'siruna farika. So remember, that is what happened in time of Nabi Sallallahu 
Khaybar and others and so forth. But today the Muslim countries, they signed all that, so they can't do that. And so, But these are the five options open to the Amirul Jaish, the commander-in-chief of a Muslim army. I say Sheikh Mustafa Ustad, he says uh, storm hit Israel. Hada haq, Ustad. Hada haq, inshaAllah. Al-adhaab min Allah jalla wa ala. Inna Allah yubtiluhum. Inna Allah yuhlikuhum. Inna Allah yukharribuhum. Inshaallah al-Aziz Sheikh Mustafa. Alayna an nad'u Allah azza wa jal. Wa alayna an nunfiq fi sabihilillah. Ma mastata'na inshaallah al-Aziz. Alayka an turaqib al-Nas hunak fi Abu Dhabi wa fi Dubai. So I told him, Allah will decimate and destroy Israel. And I told him, make dua. Allah will decimate. So you must make dua and tell people must contribute, contribute and get out of this culture of all this haram going on day in Abu Dhabi and in Dubai and so forth. Then the help of Almighty Allah will come, inshallah. Somebody says, Ustad, who comes first? Dajjal or Mahdi and what it means that one day will be like 40 days to start so you must remember this is the sequence of events and good question whoever asked it there are so many messages going around again today I got they say the Mahdi will come, you understand, in the year 2024, 2025. They say one Molana, one Pir from Pakistan took a custom by Baytullah. I said, we don't accept Pir words and all that. And this is Akida, is our belief structure. So we can't. I told you the story a hundred times when I was a Channel Islam International CII. So these two, two people both passed away. So I won't take their name. We make dua Allah forgive them. So Allah grant them Jannatul Firdaus. One was Mufti Sab and one was Maulana. They used to come tell me Mahdi will come in 2004. Two, so 2002, 2003, they come trouble me. Fridays, they used to come there. I say, we accept Mahdi. All these dates, you cooked it up. They say, oh, Sometimes they speak Urdu. This person had breakfast with Mahdi. So I asked them, when you're going for lunch to meet Mahdi? They used to get mad with me, you know. So we went for Hajj with Allah, 2004. And then we came back. So I asked them, Mahdi ne aya? He said, no, we make mix up in the calculation. So I told him, didn't I tell you all before? Now you're falling in the same trap. You're saying 2024, it will happen 2025. It will happen only when Almighty Allah wants it to happen. You got no right to go and put dates there and so forth. So first the Mahdi will come. Your rank and file of Muslims, inshallah, much more unity than now. Now we totally fragmented, disunited. Thereafter, you must remember, then Nabi Isa will come. All this will happen there in Damascus they will meet and so forth at their Jami Masjid inshallah and thereafter Khuruj at Dajjal Dajjal will come and so forth so first day will be like one year second day like one month and then third day of Dajjal will be like one week and then so that's what it means he'll stay 40 days in Allah don't you see South Pole North Pole Allah Ta'ala makes six months dark six months light and all this type of thing so Allah Ta'ala makes it that the sun rises sunsets after one month like that and so forth so for Allah Ta'ala what is 
It's very easy. Inna Allah ala kulli shayin qadir. And we should read the dua. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min fitnatil masihid dajjal. Oh Allah, I seek your protection from the tribes, tribulation of masihid dajjal. He's called masih. Both his eyes are damaged. And remember, one is protruding, meaning outside, and other one is like inside. So, and on his forehead is written kafara, kafir, like that. So people were true iman, will recognize it, and so forth. So first Mahdi, then Nabi Isa, salam, then Dajjal. Between Tel Aviv and Jerusalem, there's a place called Lut. They call it Lod, L-O-D. So there, Isa, salam, will dispatch him straight to Jahannam. Jesus, peace be upon him. Jesus will wage war against the Christians and Jews. Quran says that before the death of Isa salam, his natural death so they will bring Iman and those who don't bring Iman there will be war against them remember open Mishkat Mustad Ahmad all that you will find it so nevertheless then there will be peace and peace but it's still not finished then again we go to Palestine Buhaira Tabaria, Tiberias. So we've been to all these places with Allah's help. <laughs> Tiberias, Lord, and all that. So you must remember then they, Yajuj, Majuj, Gog and Magog will come. They'll drink up all the water. Then they will shoot and say, we killed everybody on the earth. Now we must kill the one in the sky. Allah forbid. So they will shoot the arrows. The arrows will come back with blood. They will say, now we killed everybody there. Allah forbid. Isa alayhi salam, his people will go to Mount Sinai and then they'll cry to Allah. Ya Allah, decimate, destroy this Ya Juj Majuj. And then they will have a boil and a sore there on their neck and they will die like flies. Then they'll come down, Isa alayhi salam, and his people. Then there will be a stench and a terrible odor. He will cry to Allah, Ya Allah, this is terrible smell and odor. So thereafter, Allah will send floods and rain and winds, their bodies all will be flung in the ocean. Then Isa salam will come there to Medina Manovara. He'll get married. He'll have two sons. He'll pass away a natural death. And remember that he will be buried right next to Mustafa Habibuna sallam. And then slowly, slowly the people of Iman will pass away. Then only the Kuffar will be here. And Taqwa Musa'a ala shirari khalqillah. Qiyamah will then occur when there's no Muslim on the face of the earth the worst of the worst creation are left so that is your brief that I gave you sequence of events to still flow, to follow and come when it will happen only all my Allah knows <laughs> subhanallah subhanallah Ustad is a question uh, I think this uh, people in the haram uh, in uh, Mecca they say that sometimes the woman I am sitting next to in the haram they tell me to not cover the face with the niqab while I am reading salah. Is it advisable to not cover while in salah in the haram? Ustad. So you must tell them, they jail, they don't understand things. You must tell them the Quran Sharif states, Surah 24, Surah Nur. Therefore, our mother Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha said, they teach your females and your women folk Surah Nur. Amirul Mu'mineen, Sayyidina Umar bin Khattab, if you want say the Aisha's reference, go open Rawaiul Bayan fi Ahkam al Quran by our Ustad Sheikh Sabuni Rahimahullah. Go open Tanweerul Adhan and you will find also edited by Sheikh Sabuni Rahimahullah. 
Amirul Mu'mineen Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu wrote a letter to the people of Iraq and said the same words what Mother Aisha said Allimu nisa'akum suratun nur tell that ladies there Quran Sharif says Tell the believing man that they must lower their gazes and they must protect the private parts. Surah 24 verse 30 Surah 24 verse 31 What Allah Ta'ala says You know how many cameras there are there in Makkah, Medina and so forth. All that the men are looking at you through the cameras so why must you keep your face open when they can see you? So you keep your faces closed and that is how you read Salat. You must teach them these things there. They don't understand tafakkuh fi deen. You mustn't ask Allah just for deen. Ask Allah for tafakkuh fi deen. Quran says, fi deen. You must go deep down in the knowledge and take out the pearls from the ocean of knowledge. Ustad, I just wanted to know who was Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu and is it a good name to keep Ustad? Sayyidina Amir Mu'awiyah radiallahu ta'ala anus, three karamats, three virtues, three manaqib I give you. Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu ta'ala anus, ruled the ummah for six months after the death of his father. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu an in Kufa, he was stabbed by Abdurrahman bin Muljim and then he became the Khalifa and then he left Iraq, Sayyidina Hassan, and he resigned. He went to Amir Mu'awiyah in Damascus in Syria and told him, I'm giving you the mantle of Khilafat leadership. This is the year 41 after Hijrah. And he, Amir Mu'awiyah, ruled this Ummah from the year 41 to 60. 22nd Rajab, the year 60, he passes away. For 19 and a half, almost 20 years, he ruled this Ummah. One Amirul Mu'minin, one Khalifa, every Sahabi who was alive that time when he met Amir Mu'awiyah, put his hand in the hand of Amir Mu'awiyah radiallahu anh. He ruled the longest among all Sahaba longer than said I don't say it's the best best is Sayyidina Bakr then Sayyidina Umar then Sayyidina Usman then Sayyidina Ali and then they're much greater than Amir Muawiyah and speaking of the period of rule, ruling and his rule so remember it was almost 20 years from 41 to 60 so look at that is that not the great virtue Second virtue, go open Bukhari Sharif. Habibuna sallallahu resting in the house of Umm Haram. She's buried there, you must remember, in Cyprus. Ubada bin Samit, I spoke about him just now there in Jerusalem. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa smiling and elated. What, my, what makes you smile, Ya Rasulullah? And remember, Ambiya's dream as wahi and revelation. The master, alayhi salatu salam, said, I saw my ummah, kalmuluk, they are like the rulers and the kings, and they're traveling on the oceans and so forth and that. And they go. so Amir and Muawiyah, Hadith Bukhari Sharif, Amir, min ummati al-bahra faqad awjabu. That's the words. That the first person to go out with the naval vessel in the path of Almighty Allah, for them, Jannat is wajib. In time of Sayyidina Usman radiallahu anhu, he, Amir Mu'awiyah, took the first vessel, the first navy battle, and they went out, you must remember that, and they went there towards Cyprus and all these areas there, and then when they were coming back, she passed away, she fell down from the animal and so forth, Umm Haram. So imagine that second virtue, and this is in Bukhari Sharif.
When Amir Muawiyah is going to pass away, he took the nails Mubarak of the Master. Habibuna he placed it under his eyes Mubarak and told people, Go now. It is my Sakarate started. It's now me and Almighty Allah who is the most merciful one to show mercy quickly before the break. I went to his grave Mubarak in Damascus, Syria. I stood outside and the guide went inside an old lady came out Syrian and they said go. he said Mamnu nobody allowed mm. the Shias the Kuffar 100% Kuffar Haramis they used to come on Amir Muawiyah's grave radiallahu anhu warda and they used to spit on his grave so then the government closed it up and so forth so I told her go tell her man I didn't come from here nearby I'm from South Africa she must allow me this way that way Allah's mercy came and then she said okay fine I'll open for you then we went right inside and we made dua for him mm. Amirul Mu'mineen Khalifa and remember the founder and the leader of the Umayyad dynasty anybody got hatred for Amir Muawiyah and you curse him and you sway him you go out of the fall of Islam mm. Quran says Surah 57 verse 10 for every Sahabi Allah has said Jannat al-Firdos and you want to criticize them and make talk nonsense against them see what Allah is saying Allahu Akbar subhanallah one minute after nine South African time don't go away we will be back